0: Hmm.
1: Recorded live.
2: Here comes the money! (laughs) Here comes the money! (laughs) (laughs) money, money. money, money.
0: (sighs) Hello, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode four of Nick Tap News. I'm your host, Nick Durst, and joining me tonight, bringing the money, is Andrew Braco. Braco, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, listeners? Ah. So we got, uh, obviously, we played the Shadow O'Mac team song there to start off. We're going to be talking some WWE later on in the show as well as some UFC. And we're also going to be talking about uh, all things sports. So whatever you, call, you want to call on and talk about, you want the call at one 724 444 Enter the call ID, 140618, followed by the pound key. Uh, That's if you're listening live, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you for that as well. Uh, If you want to uh, check us out on Twitter, I'm at Nick underscore Durst, and Brocko's at Andrew Brocko, is that correct? Yeah. All right, so let's get started here. NFL free agency has just been insane these past two days. We're going to go over some of the bigger deals, but first, I want to talk about how Matt Hasselbeck retired. You know, middle of the road quarterback here. But did you hear that he's replacing Mike Ditka on NFL Sunday Countdown on ESPN? He is. Yeah. I I did not know this. <laughs> is this is this uh, is this recent news? Is this today they said this? It happened last yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. No, I knew had... I knew that he retired. I didn't know he was replacing Mike Ditka. Well, I, he he signed to the ESPN yesterday and they asked his brother, Tim Hasselbeck, who is not a good quarterback at all, no. oh, how, what'd you, what was your reaction when you found out that Matt was going to be joining you here at ESPN? And Tim said, uh, I found out the same time everyone else did. I didn't even know. Uh, so this just really just drives me nuts because, uh, you know, I'm so sick of ESPN just hiring literally anybody to be on the air. None of these, some of these guys had, like, terrible playing career and then all of a sudden they're on they're like, you know, big stars. and he's Tim, like Trent Dilfer, but it's Dilfer Don, terrible quarterback. Tim Hasselbeck, awful quarterback. Matt Hasselbeck is okay, but should he really – he doesn't have the personality, in, in my opinion, to replace Mike Ditka on Sunday on some mm-hmm. countdown. How do you feel about that? Uh, Dick is one of my favorite guys. I'm going to be sorry to see him go. Is he, like, retiring? He's stepping down? Like, what is he doing? I don't know. Maybe he, he might have just been fired. I don't know. But I have no idea if he going to be with the company. Hopefully he is. But, I mean, CBS, I think, they did a lot of shakeups last year as well. So I don't know, Yeah. you know, what, what they're doing there. Uh, but I guess just getting more into free agency here now. Uh, we'll keep it local for now. Uh, me and Brocko live in New York. Uh, so we'll start with uh, the Jets. The Jets released. Jeff Cumberland and Jeremy Curley. Uh and then why don't you uh, saving about a uh, uh, combined I think it came out to uh what's the number? I want to say about three point two million dollars combined. So it didn't it didn't turn out to be a big uh big uh you know money that they were saving, but you know, it adds it adds to the cap. They didn't have a lot of cap this year. Clearly last year they went on a spending spree. Um, this year it was the Giants' turn, but um, I mean, whatever. I mean, they weren't big parts of the offense last year. Um, what's his name, Changelly? You know, he he runs a different playbook. So, you know, tight ends weren't as involved. Eric Decker moved to the slot. Curly wasn't involved anymore. So, you know, it really it's not going to hit the team hard. But uh, now, wasn't going. wasn't Curly like a, a high pick, like a second or third round pick? Um. I want to say maybe a third or a fourth rounder, uh, whenever that year was. When did he get drafted? 2011, 2012, or whatever. I don't even know when he got drafted. That year was, I think that was the same year Kyle Wilson was drafted in the first round. Obviously. Yeah. Well, he just so got, actually, the- he just got a contract. I think the Saints re signed him. Somebody just re signed him. I don't know why. Wow. That uh, was a terrible uh, draft for the Jets. Uh, well, yeah, and, you it was, know, it's a good thing bad. now that that old scouting team has been fired because they were a disaster. Oh, Uh, yeah. And that, uh, before we speak about the Giants, a former Jet, one of your favorite players, uh, quarterback Kellen Clemens, got a big deal. Uh, Did you hear about that? No, from who? Who signed him? So, Kellen Clemens is now going to be with the Chargers. Apparently, he's returning with the Chargers. I didn't know he was with them last year. Uh, but, you know, he's, uh, Well, he's, he'll, he'll never see the field. I, I doubt he'll see the field, exactly. <laughs> but just going back to, you know, the, the quarterback controversy with him and Chad Pennington back in the day, just uh, pretty nuts. Uh, Did then you touch upon, um, what's his name, Forte? Well, that's what I was going to get to next. So Matt Forte, definitely, in my opinion, the biggest signing of free agency. Uh, you know, he missed, like, five games last year. He had over 1,000 yards. How do you feel about that? I'm sure
1: you're very excited.
0: Uh, It actually ended up. um, He had 1,287 yards combined, and he actually had just the same exact amount, oddly enough, same exact amount of yards combined as Chris Ivory, which a lot of people might not think so, especially considering he missed game time, Uh, he missed games. But, um, I mean, I see him as, I mean, he is 30, he is 30 that's the only knock on him but you know um there are you know i feel like he has a couple of years left of production but well uh, i mean if you go he back he to back last off season the uh the jets got a 30 year old guy that coming off injuries from the bears and he turned out pretty well last year that's right actually. right oh no so, yeah i no, no doubt they both still have some years left i i'd like to think marshall probably has a little more time just cuz he's a receiver but I say four. Did you see the numbers on four contract? contact? They actually did a great job on that. I don't know if you saw the and numbers. He didn't, get, he didn't get a lot. He, no I No, um, He got three years, which I. But 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 he got three years. He got twelve million dollars combined, and the best part is he only um, he's only guaranteed eight mil. So basically, after the second year, they could do whatever they want with him. They could cut him if need be, which they probably will. Because by the time he's thirty-two. I mean, I don't know how good he'll be. Unless he kills it the next two years, I can't imagine them keeping him around, him around for the third year. So I think it actually worked out. They're only going to spend $8 million on him. <laughs> I just, I mean, the NFL is so nuts how, you know, basically a guy gets signed to a five-year deal, he's going to be there for two years. It's just like there's, yeah, there's nothing yeah. guaranteed. It's just it's just, not, it's not fair to the players. Uh, but, the like, so we've got to wonder now, can Forte and Marshall coexist? We know it's had some issues in the past in regards to leadership. Uh, but the Jets' leader last year was definitely Ryan Fitzpatrick. And now with Brock Osweiler getting a ridiculous contract from the Texans, rumor has it that Fitzpatrick is on the top, is on, is on the go-to list of who we could have for the Broncos as a quarterback. So who would be the leader then with the Jets? The last thing any Jets fan, or I'm sure any Jets brass, want is Geno Smith playing quarterback next year. How would you feel if he was the quarterback? <laughs> nah, I I would be I wouldn't be too happy about it. Um I think he I don't know. I Honestly, I thought I I thought he was going to end up getting cut. Now you can't cut him now unfortunately because you don't know if it's Patrick's coming back or not. Um if it's Patrick comes back, I I I honestly I would cut him. I really don't care uh, about Geno Smith at all. Um because I, I do think Petty is worth something. I mean, I don't think, like, he could just go, go in there now and do something. But, you know, if he sits, if he keeps sitting, he might learn something and be pretty decent. He was pretty decent in the preseason last year for what that's worth. But, um, I mean, I, I do I, – Fitzpatrick's trying to play – uh he's trying to play a game right now. I mean, his, his agent's trying to play a game. Saxton, Sexton, whatever his name is, Um basically – you know who's going to pay him the most and when teams don't call him to pay him the money um that that's when i think the jets the jets uh, are going to act on it the only thing is they are kind of they're kind of knocking him he wants big money he wants like what Bradford got Bradford got like 18 mil a year no doubt he got overpaid but um he's getting offered only around like 10 mil a year you know, and well, it it also comes down to the fact that the Jets don't have the money as they did last year. Well, so if at, well, the Bradford deal is ridiculous. Bradford's been one of the worst quarterbacks year after year in the NFL. I don't understand Bradford, it at all. Right after Mark Sanchez with the turnovers and everything, plus he always misses a good like three to five games. So Fitzpatrick, he missed whole season. On he Fitzpatrick an on twice. Fitzpatrick played sixteen games. So he he definitely deserves more money than Sam Bradford. who's got a ridiculous two year thirty six million dollar uh, contract. Just it's not Just you know, it doesn't add up. Do you want money, to enlighten me on the Chase Daniel thing as well? That's what I was gonna say. Next, Chase Daniel, who I think made his first start this year, he gets <laughs> a big contract off of the Eagles, which makes no sense. But I guess uh, And they're competing next. for the job. They're paying. Everybody, they're paying Bradford and, all that money to compete, <laughs> and they still have Mike Barkley and my favorite, the franchise, Mark Sanchez. So it, it's oh, going to be. Uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty crazy da- uh, down there in Philadelphia. The oh, quarterbacks oh. are getting a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, they don't deserve it. Uh, could you imagine if? You know, like some of these other guys from the '90s, they're like San Marino hit the open market now. Like, could you imagine this contract? Or like any of those guys from the '90s, LA, whatever. Like even the the middle of the road quarterbacks are getting all this money. Could you imagine what they get? They're clearly Uh, getting overpaid. Did you see Brock? Are you going to get on Brock Osweiler's contract? Because that was just four years. I mean, for a guy who like four years, seventy-two million dollars what is it, I think 37 of that is guaranteed. The guy made eight, he played in eight games. He got benched for Peyton Manning, but, I mean, a very old and broken down Peyton Manning, and no doubt I still, you know, I mean, I understand why they did that, but no doubt the defense won them a majority of the year, of, of the games in the year, and there was, I, I don't I don't see the reason. They, they got into a bidding war, the Broncos, and you know what, they made, a, I think Elway made a wise decision. He didn't he didn't pull the trigger, because why would you pay this guy all this money when he's not even proven? I think Osweiler knew that he was going to leave the Broncos the second he was benched. Yeah, game. yeah. He knew he 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 at that point. I'm not coming back. What is the point? Because uh, he, he could have won the Super Bowl for them. He was definitely better than Peyton Manning going down the stretch. Manning uh, statistically had the worst uh, performance for a quarterback on uh, a winning team in the Super Bowl. Uh, so, obviously, I was just really pissed about that. Can't blame the guy. And he's going to Houston, who also made the playoffs last year. Uh, shouldn't be a problem with them to get back, no, although really sure. so, the Jaguars don't want everybody. Oh, Texans, yeah, the Jaguars are overpaying people, too. <laughs> yeah. So, the Texans, are, you know, they're going to be a contender. They should get to the playoffs usually. Because the, last, the only thing I remember about the, the Texans last year is Brian Hoyer in the playoffs. throwing a million picks. They should have just kept J.J. Watt in the game at QB when they brought him in the goal line, because he was awful. He he, does, he should not get a contract for anybody. He's just not good. Uh, Who, Hoyer you're talking about? Hoyer. Hoyer's terrible, yeah. Yeah, I and know. Then, I'm, sadly, I'm hearing if the Jets missed out on Fitzpatrick or Tom Kaepernick oh, or man. whatever. Oh, man, Hoyer. They're, they're going to reach out to him. Hoyer is not good. Uh, yeah. And then, so going back to the beginning of the show, we said Matt Hasselbeck retired. So the Colts, obviously, they'd be favored in the division if Andrew Luck is healthy and playing the full year. But if not, they got to get a quality backup now, with Matt Hatsby back out. I think in the last game of the season, Josh Freeman started for them, and he, didn't, he was on a team. The they re-signed him. him to be the backup. So that is, so Josh Freeman is going to be Luck's backup. How about that? Um, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't feel too confident about that. If I was a Colts fan. Uh, but, they don't have a team but, right now. Gore is only getting older. They just cut Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson is cut, yep. yep. Uh, but, and, and then you got the teams like the Jaguars, overpaying people. Another team that overpaid a bunch of people in the last day, day and a half is the New York Giants. They signed the defensive end. Olivier Vernon from the Dolphins, who had seven and a half sacks last year and got a ridiculous amount of money. They got Damon Harrison snacks from the Jets, defensive tackle. You know what? Jenkins, a cornerback uh, from the Rams. He signed him and today. Uh, they recently signed a player from the Redskins, a linebacker. I don't know his
2: name.
1: Who? Who? So, uh, Wait, what team?
0: The Washington Redskins. Like uh, the linebacker. Keenan, Keenan Reynolds. Keenan, or or Reynolds. Keenan Robinson. I don't know. Something like that.
2: I think it's Keenan
0: Robinson. Oh, actually, the Giants signed someone named Keenan Robinson and Keenan Reynolds. So I don't know who is who. Uh, The Giants are signing a bunch of guys that I never heard of. Uh, Actually, the Giants, so it's Keenan Robinson, done deal. Uh, I looked that up online. That's who the Giants got, Keenan Robinson. But the headline of the story says, Giants signed Keenan Reynolds. But it's Keenan Robinson, a linebacker from the Redskins. So the, the thing with the Giants is they're trying to improve the defense, which they have to, but they keep signing these no-name guys or guys that aren't even that good, and they're overpaying them, which is crazy. Right. Um, the then, Giants, Giants are over, you're saying You're talking about the Giants now? Yeah, the New York Giants, yeah. Right. Um, what did you think, like, as far as the contracts? Uh, not good. They definitely overpaid, but you know what? Jerry um, doesn't, doesn't care. because his job is on the line. Uh, his job was on. His job was on the line. So he needs to spend um, the money. And if he is, if he doesn't care if they do bad because he knows he's going to get fired if they're bad, so why does he care about the contract? Contract. Right. I mean, from an outside perspective, I think. I mean, I'm very. Um, like I always criticize the Giants because I'm I'm not a big fan of them, but I I. The Jets did it last year, and I understand fully why Jerry Reese is doing that and he like you said he's he's basically he's ma he's general managing for his job right now but um on um on the other hand i still like i feel like uh, tom Coughlin got the raw the raw deal like he got he got shafted out meanwhile Jerry Reese is the one that drafted the talent, not the talent. Um, and gave, and gave uh, Tom Coughlin those teams, and he, those were the, and that was the reason why the teams were so unsuccessful. Um, uh, well, but, they showed a graphic on ESPN last night that the Giants spent more money this off season in one day than they have combined in the last four off seasons. That's incredible. So Tom <laughs> Coughlin deserves to be very pissed off. Uh, yeah, very yeah, extremely. He that was, he got very and that like that's not fair. It should be he he It should still be back. Uh it should still be the coach. Basically all they did was they promoted Ben McAdoo and then and then they just kept the host staff, got rid of calls when they don't want to ooh, chime in out now, there on the if they do to ooh. chime in out there on the discussion, you could give us a call at one seven two four 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 seven four 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 and enter the call ID one four zero six one eight called by pamphlets. What are you gonna say uh were you gonna say rockout Who, who's the defensive coordinator? Fagnola. okay, and who's who's the, Matt, who's the offensive coordinator the guy that was the quarterback coach, Mike seman, but McAdoo said he's still calling the play, so it's gonna be the same problem I heard i mean I guess it didn't happen it fell through uh when he first became the coach, I heard that Joe Feldman was coming over to be the to be the offensive coordinator. Which I think you're kinda of lucky that you missed out on him because he's not he's not that good of a coach. So well he was a pretty good coordinator with the Packers, but uh he signed with Hi. the yeah, he's good. He, he signed with the Colts as so the offensive line Colts, uh, coach. Uh, and then we got we got our comments in the chat here. a comment from guest twelve right? guest eleven equals with an app oh wait, I'm guess twelve. So Brian Broadstein is in the chat, uh Thanks for listening to the show. You also got our guest from last week, Mike in New Haven, in the chat. Check that out. Uh, he's checking out the show. Check out the podcast with him from last week as well. Uh, guest 12 wants to know, Brock Oxweiler's $72 million four-year contract. Is that strategic planning or throwing money down the drain? Why don't you answer that question, Brock? Yeah. After only six starts. Uh, throwing money down the drain. <laughs> Uh, For sure, but I'll you know it. what? The, the, the problem is that the Texans brats, like Bill O'Brien, knows like if I stick with lawyer, I'm gonna get fired. But if I if I stick with if I go to Osweiler, there's a chance we might win. But if he's bad, I'm gonna get fired. Well, let me uh, just ask you a to, question, depends on giving the money. <laughs> is she gonna win the Super Bowl? Probably not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't see them. I don't see them beating the Patriots, like. Just for I, one team as an example, so I don't see like how it happened. I I mean and I mean they they made a decent they uh they got Lamar Miller, right? Patriots, I think so. And they signed Tom Brady no no, no, no. For the, a two year extension. The Texans, they got Lamar Miller. Oh yeah, they got Lamar Miller, yeah. Alright, that wasn't bad either. I don't think they I don't think they really overpaid him. I mean I think they gave him like I think it was like four years twenty six mil, something I don't know, something like that. I don't know what it really was. Uh, a lot what of people getting overpaid. Drew Stanton got signed by the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, he's not a good backup for Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer didn't get hurt. He walked back two years ago. The, the, the Cardinals were rolling. And then uh, Palmer got hurt. Drew Stanton came in, I think, and, he, and they just did it with a game. So I don't, I don't know why you want him as your backup. Uh, some other big deals. Haloti uh, you know, Nader re-signed with the Lions. Charles Johnson, uh, back. two years, twelve mil. That's not uh, terrible. Tra- Charles Johnson back to the Panthers, as well as Mike Tolbert, uh, and then the, Dolph- the Dolphins are doing a lot. They got Mario Williams. Uh, I think they traded for Kiko Alonso and Byron Maxwell from the Eagles. Uh, yeah, they I mean, uh, the trade—the trade, the trade was—it uh, was a good trade for them, I think. Though, I mean, as, uh, as far as the value. But I mean I mean they underperformed last year for the Eagles. We'll see what they do this year. Um, I don't know. Maxwell got a lot of money last year. He didn't come through. Yeah, he uh he he was at the, the Seahawks year before, right? Prior to the Eagles. Yeah, he was he was good there. I mean obviously they went to two Super Bowls. Um But he wasn't but like the star he wasn't the star player No, right, Sherman's better Sherman's better than him. Right. And obviously, Kiko alonso he got traded for LaShawn McCoy, who was in trouble up in, uh, up in uh, Buffalo, Buffalo now because of what happened in Philadelphia in the nightclub situation. Uh, and then you look around the rest of the league, uh, Colt McCoy, he resigned with the Redskins. He'll be a solid backup for Kirk Cousins. It's a shame Kirk Cousins is franchise tag because him in the open market, like if you're looking at the contract Hotswiler got, imagine you what Kirk Cousins would have got. He played a whole year and he was pretty damn good. What do you think about Kirk Cousins? Um, I mean, he's very good quarterback. He he deserves a contract. He's still young, actually. He got he got drafted when RG three got drafted. Um, right. But uh it's I don't I I don't understand why you would franchise tag a quarterback because statistically speaking, what, what do they they take the they take the top five paid players at the position, right, and then they average it out, and then that's what the that's what the number is. I think he's getting paid 20 mil this year, so why not? Like, why not just pay him? Because I don't, I don't see the Red I mean, they made they made the playoffs this year, so I don't I don't see them drafting a. They're probably not drafting a quarterback. Um, no, they need Cousins back because now they can make you know the. You that? shirts and selling for thirty bucks. Yeah, and but he's probably he's probably a big deal. I mean, obviously they just released rg D um, three. I'm sure we could get into that where he's gonna go. Um, <laughs> I don't know where he's gonna go. I honestly, I think whatever team is that quarterback needy or runs that kind of offense, I could see him on the Niners. Um, I don't know if you if you agree with me. I could see him going to the Forty Niners and then also the Niners. Taking a quarterback at, at number seven overall, and just having two quarterbacks um, just in case, because I mean RG three, he could just never stay healthy. But I don't know. Uh, I think RG three uh, and is really he deserves another shot uh, to be a starting quarterback around the league. We got a question in the chat from uh, Andrew with Fresh Meadows, get seven. He wants to, you to answer the question. What's the plan if Fitzpatrick does not re-sign with the Jets? What's the plan if Fitzpatrick does not sign with the Jets? Um, I'm hearing around the league, because, I mean, I, I follow these guys on Twitter, like Ian Rappaport and all these guys. They're probably going to go after Hoyer, which I'm very against, because of what, uh, clearly of what he just did in the playoff game uh, with the Texans. Um, also, they, they were in on the bids for Kaepernick. Um, I don't, if the Broncos don't trade for Kaepernick um, and against Fitzpatrick, I, you know, it, it's still a possibility that the Jets could trade for him. But the Browns are involved in that also, but I don't understand why anybody would want to go to them because they, they literally lost their entire team. Anybody that was any value on their team got lost to free agency. They have nobody left. Um, so they're, they're very much in the hole. I don't, I actually see them as being the worst team in the league next year, like, without a doubt.
2: <laughs> oh, it
0: uh, could be possible. Uh, only time will tell. So, there we go. We got the NFL uh, region frenzy. It's really, it's really crazy. Another thing that's crazy around this time of year it is WrestleMania season. Yeah. WWE. Uh, we got Roadblock coming up this Saturday. And we got WrestleMania coming up. So, if you want to call in and discuss WrestleMania, or anything wrestling, dial one 444 7444 Enter the call ID 140618 followed by the pound. Here's a special caller on the line right now. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hello. Caller. You hear me? Where are you calling from? Yeah, we hear you.
1: We, we hear you. You hear me. What's up?
0: What's going on? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got Joe on the line here. Joe, wants to tell the uh, listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: A little bit about myself. I am currently employed with the National Hockey League. I work for NHL.com, and I am currently a copy editor. And I'm a huge fan of the show and a huge fan of wrestling. So. All right. And, uh, where
0: could where could the uh, the listeners out there find you on social media?
1: You could find me at Joe Calabrese NHL. That's on Twitter. Alright, so, so we got yeah. we got
0: uh we got roadblock coming up this Saturday. This Saturday night. It's uh taking place in Canada. Uh uh so Joe, what are your what are your thoughts on roadblock?
1: As of right now, I think the card has been very well put together. Uh let's we're gonna go through the card one by one very quickly here. Uh we're gonna start from the bottom up. We're gonna start with the NXT tag titles, which is Dash and Dawson, who have had a Solid yet unspectacular heel run with the titles. They're going to be fighting Enzo and Cass. So hopefully this is the, the payoff for Enzo and Cass before they get called up to the main roster later Should this year. Be. Uh,
0: so be. Like, so the thing with Dash and Dawson is, so me and Brocko went to NXT and uh, takeover in Brooklyn, and everyone was chanting, Dash and Dawson, which one's which? Because nobody knows the <laughs> difference between them. They're two very bland guys. I don't, I don't see them making it big time at the next level. What do you feel about, how do you feel about I, Dash and Dawson?
1: <laughs> I happen to agree. I think in order for tag teams to get over nowadays, and, and we saw this a lot during the Attitude Era, especially with like the New Age Outlaws and Engine Christian, there has to be a certain charisma about them that kind of elevates them to the point where you could see them as guys who could fill in in the main events. And there's there's obviously place for Dash and Dawson at the middle and lower part of the card. But when you're looking at tag teams from NXT right now, Enzo and Cass and American Alpha are pretty much head and shoulders above every other team that they have down there just because of their natural charisma and their ability to, to get the crowd into them. So um, I think it's a good idea that they had this match on the robot card. Uh, I think it's a, it's a nice little reward for both teams, especially Enzo and Cass shows that the company's really behind them. And um, I'm going to, I'll be enjoying that, but I'll also be enjoying the other tag title match uh, between the New Day and, who is it, Sheamus and Wade Barrett, correct? Uh, King Barrett. Yeah, I'm surprised
0: Wade Barrett or King Barrett is finally wrestling. Uh, I figure he's hurt still.
1: Yeah, he's been hurt. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, I think Rusev and Del Rio have been doing a lot of the, the heavy lifting and uh, the most pull from the league over the last couple of months or so.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think at media it's going to be uh, the New Day finally t- being faced, uh, taking on uh, Del Rio, Rusev, and Sheamus a three-on-three match for the titles. So I think that uh, won't we'll be wrestling. at mean, because that's my
1: guess. Yeah, I know it's it's very interesting. I think um, I like I like what they have right now with New Day. I mean, New Day obviously we're we're both huge fans of New Day. We think New Day is one of the best acts that they have going. I think they are they're slowly missing a. Uh, an opportunity to capitalize on something here and that's to put the league with the, the Wyatt family because we're, we'll, we'll get to the, the 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 Lesnar and Wyatt match in a little bit, but you and I both know that right now the Wyatts are kind of floundering a little bit. And although the league individually aren't the strongest uh, together as a foursome, they, they have been over. And I think it's evident now that when you see them paired with new day, which is why they decided to go in that direction, so, as much of a fan of I am as the, as much of a fan I am as um, of this 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 tag match, I can't help but feel like they're wasting an opportunity, not using the league to their 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 highest capabilities. I guess as heels, how do you feel about that?
0: Uh, I think that you know their, their plans got messed up when uh, Owens was sick because Owens was going to be in the League of Nations, which would have made more sense. So it would have made them more legit. Uh, I think I really think the league is probably going to disband after they get killed by the New Day at WrestleMania. I gonna would hope insane. so. WrestleMania is going to be insane for the New Day. They're going to be riding on unicorns, playing trumpets, and I can't wait. I,
1: if there's anybody in the company right now who deserves a special, one of those special entrances at WrestleMania, it is definitely the New Day. Brock, how do you feel about the New Day? <laughs> I didn't like them at first, but I'm actually
0: growing to like them. Uh over the past I wanna say like a month or two. I, I definitely am fans of them. Uh, I'm a fan of them. Um They're they're a good tag team. I mean in a in a week uh in a week. they to me they're the most entertaining thing in WWE in like the last two years. Uh everything about them is just it's just awesome. But I was reading that the uh their big entrance might get canned because it might be too dangerous to have them riding in on um, these you know my metal i hope things. I
1: hope they run with my idea, which What's is them idea? running running then running down um and then bringing out a parade float and then hopping on the parade float down to the ring. I think That'd that would be, be awesome. I think that would be brilliant. I think that's a, a, a nice that. compromise
0: and then and then they should just have you know like a million trumpet players down the whole row on the side, play them and go i dude, i am very dude. very
1: I am very much in support of that i I am for any kind of new day special entrance at wrestlemania
0: and then i I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but we're going to finish the card with roadblock and mania, but then also at. After Mania, you got you know payback extreme world. I think that's sort of going to see
1: the Wyatt take on the new day. I I could also see that. I it it all depends on the direction they want to take the Wyatts after WrestleMania. Um, I, is that a good segue for us to get to, to Lesnar and Wyatt? Because I mean yeah, we have no, different no. we have we have no. differing opinions on Bray Wyatt, and while I do agree with you that I think Wyatt has been horrendously, you know to the point where it's like he's no longer a threat. I still think he's, he should be a vital part of what they're doing at the top going forward. And he's going to lose to Lesnar. It's very obvious. Hell yeah,
0: hell yeah. He's, <laughs> we,
1: we listen. You and I both know that. But um, it's interesting because I don't, I'm not really concerned about this match in particular. I think both guys will look strong. I'm more concerned about what they do with Bray going into WrestleMania. Because as of right now, if there's one guy right now who doesn't have a clear feud, doesn't have a clear direction, has no idea what the heck he's going to be doing in four weeks from now, I, well, I think it's Wyatt, no? Well,
0: rumor has it, uh, Balor, Bal- Finn Balor might make his debut at Mania, you know, take on the Wyatt. I think that's a bad idea because, you know, we're all members here of the OW on Wrestling page on Facebook. And to have a guy debut at WrestleMania makes no sense at all, at all.
1: Oh, absolutely not.
0: And, but it's no. – I'm trying to, you know, take you guys' to understand. <laughs> Unless you're Fandango
1: and you beat Chris Jericho hard. Exactly.
0: If, if, you, <laughs> if, you debut, if you debut at Mania, you have – you absolutely have to be a winner. You have to come victorious. You have to have a good gimmick. You have to speak good English to get it over in the promos. Uh, you know, that's a discussion for all the time is whether Balor is going to, you know, get over or it's going to get over. But to have if to WrestleMania media wouldn't make any sense, in my opinion. We actually have a caller on the line here that wants to chime in. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you from? What's your question? It's Frank. Oh, Frank. We got Frank from the, uh, from the page and also from our website. Nick News WordPress dot com on the call. Uh Frank, what's going
2: on? Oh yeah, I'm I'm big stuff, man. <laughs> no, not too much. Uh, uh what, do you, what do you guys are talking about? WrestleMania?
0: Yeah, right now we're talking about uh the new debt or okay, take you were talking about the new debt. I was talking about the Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar match at Roblox.
2: Oh. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of still waiting for my Fandango push. I'm, I'm not, I'm not subscribing until I get Fandango push.
0: Uh, we all lost Fandango. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still waiting.
2: It's been two years. I'm still waiting for Fandango's push. I'm canceling my subscription. <laughs> right, you sound <laughs> like you sound
0: like a certain uh, certain guy with the initials of JJF. Uh But we'll, uh, we won't go, we won't go into that right now. Uh, so, Joe, why don't you walk us through the rest of the roadblock card?
1: Uh, Well, we've already hit on the the, the three matches, so now let's go to the main event, which, as of right now, has been overshadowing the build to the WrestleMania main event, and that's Dean Ambrose against Triple H. I think they've done a a very good job of building Ambrose as a contender, and you and I both know
2: that... Uh, Why do you say that? How have they built Ambrose up as a contender? He never wins a feud. He always loses on pay per view.
1: It doesn't matter if he loses on pay-per-view. What do we- here's, here's the thing. Wins and losses don't matter. If you go through the last two years, a majority of the pay-per-views have been main-evented by four guys, Brock Lesnar and every single member of the Shield. That's a fact. And at this point, they're building, like they're building Ambrose as a lunatic French, but they've also kind of thrown in that indestructible label at the same time as he's going into a feud with Brock Lesnar going into WrestleMania. And that's kind of how the crowd sees Ambrose now. It doesn't really matter if he wins or loses. Right now, he's going out. He's challenging for the WWE title. He's getting WWE title matches. He's challenging Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He's getting that match at WrestleMania. So, he's...
2: he's but eventually, he's, eventually he, they're, they're going to have to you know, do something. You know, you can't, He can't just keep doing that. You, you guys are talking about Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, he he's in the same boat. He never wins a feud. He always cuts a uh, his, his long promos, his scary promos, and then when push comes to shove, he loses and and eventually well, he's, people give up on him. I will, Bray.
1: I I do agree in the go. sense that Ambrose has to win a big money match and he has to win a feud eventually, but at the same time, he's been booked, but he's. The only person who has really consistently kind of gotten over Ambrose in a very clean manner is Roman Reigns. And they, they kind of see Ambrose as money regardless of what he does right now. They've been kind of giving him a slow, gradual push, and they've been making him feud with a lot of other of the, the undercard guys because that's the best way to use his popularity. When you, when you looked at the Shield, when you looked at those three guys individually, you had Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. The two guys who were head and shoulders above the other one were obviously Ambrose and Rollins. Those guys needed, I guess, l- less time to be made. Uh, their natural ability was going to shine through.
2: Right. The whole point. Well, Ron, the whole point had, from the beginning, Rollins had the, his ring work was superior and Ambrose was always good on the mic. And, and Reigns and was always the potential guy.
1: Right. And I think right now, it's, it's it's sad because I feel like they've kind of misused Reigns a whole lot. I like him. I think he's booked really terribly. I don't think they booked to his strength. But the whole point of them having this consistent push for Reigns is because out of all three of those guys, he was going to be the one who needed it the most. No matter what happens, they always knew that they were going to be able to throw Rollins and Ambrose into the main event scene, and they and they were going to stick immediately because they're just that talented. So – Going right. forward, they, I they going
2: forward, for I think better. I, they were waiting for Reigns to get better in the ring and on the mic. But he, he, he he's not good on the mic the way he, they book him right now. He he just it's no, not him.
1: no, it's not him. He needs to he needs to be booked to say five things, kill people, and then walk out. That's, right. that's exactly how he needs. to You, you notice every
2: time he teams up with Ambrose or when he was with the Shield, he's awesome. Like the crowd pops for him when when they do the the power bomb, the the, the, the double team power bomb. That's awesome, but, but by himself, if something is lacking. It's, I, I can't, uh, Nobody could can put their finger on it, but something's lacking. By himself, it's, he, he, he's lacking, but when he teams up with Ambrose or the Rollins or all three of them, it's magic. But by himself, I don't know, something's lacking. I mean, he has gotten better in the ring.
1: But... Oh, absolutely. I believe he's gotten better in the ring. I think his matches <laughs> last year at WrestleMania with Lesnar and then at Hell in a Cell with Bray Wyatt proves that he's gotten better. But when it, in regards to Reigns, it's, it's like the, the KISS model. You know, you know how you, people say, keep it simple, stupid? Reigns is a badass. Have him come out, have him beat the crap out of people, have him walk out. That will work. That I will get think. him Here's over. the thing. Here's
0: the thing, ready? So Reigns, he's a good wrestler. We've seen that. You know, he had a great match with, like you said, Lesnar, uh, Daniel Bryan, et cetera, et cetera. The uh, way so with the booking, just to go back to Bray Wyatt for a second, in my opinion, uh, he, he, since he's a heel and he's like a monster or whatever, he doesn't have to win the matches because he could just keep going and attacking people. That's his thing. He just, you you never know why he's attacking them, which is annoying. He cuts the same promo, which is annoying. And With Ambrose, he hasn't been winning, but he's definitely winning against Brock Lesnar at
2: WrestleMania. Why else would they make it a no-hold bar match? Well, was- yeah, that, that's, the, that's the out. That's the out because uh, sh- straight up in a straight-up uh, wrestler match, it's not believable for uh, Ambrose to beat Lesnar, but with the street fight, you know, you could use weapons, you could exactly. have outside interference, you could do, you could do, you could do, you could have an out to make him. uh win. he's going to be the first. Guy I would... other than the Undertaker to beat Brock Lesnar, and that's going to be big for him. I just... no, 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 nobody's going to pin uh, Brock Lesnar clean until is going to be the guy to pin. Uh, will be the first guy to pin uh, Brock Lesnar clean. They're saving that for Reigns.
1: Yes, I agree with that. Here's, here's where I agree with Nick a lot. As of right now, I would say that the bigger match at WrestleMania to be in isn't the Triple H championship match. I would argue with the Brock Lesnar match. And in that mm-hmm. sense, I think that Dean Ambrose is actually benefiting from this the most. Not only because he's getting the most natural, gradual, you know, mid-card to main event rise out of all three of the guys from the Shield, but now they have Lesnar so built up to this point and, this is going to be my last point before I have to hop off, but you could argue that right now Lesnar has replaced The Undertaker as that monster, you know, special attraction type of drug. Right, right, People right. People are going to watch Lesnar matches regardless, and I think that's where Le- Ambrose benefits.
2: See, all, 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 all roads lead to the night after WrestleMania. What do you do with these guys then, the night after WrestleMania? That, that's that's the key, you know? You, uh, right. Reigns wins the championship, what does he do the night after? You know, he has to see when right. the reason why Reigns doesn't work as as a top guy because the night after WrestleMania, he has to open up the show, he has to cut uh, cut a promo. You know, that's that's what's needed as the top guy. Can he do right. it? well so look well,
0: that's that's gonna be interesting to see. But Joe, before that, before you hop off here, I wanna ask you guys a question here. Because I know you have different opinions and I want you to hear the opposite. So we're gonna start with Andrew Brockle first. My co-host. Do you feel that WrestleMania is better without John Cena?
1: I disagree. I had I had high hopes to watch The Undertaker and Cena match finally, I'll be honest. Sorry uh, about. <laughs> I did. All right, so, I I'm not gonna so, lie. So Frank,
0: why don't you tell us why you why you'll enjoy WrestleMania Better, but I'll Cena. Why
2: do you think it's better for the company
0: not to have them. Then? Well, obviously he he
2: adds something to it. You know, he he could he could have a good match, but he's the problem with Cena is he's been he's been forced. He's been the center of attention for so long and people need a break from him. Anybody will tell you. Even you hear Jim Ross, Steve Austin. Sometimes absence creates fondness. You know, he needs to. He's been away for what three months, four months. And he, 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 we need a break from him. Wrestling fans need a break. He's been involved in, what, in 11, 10 straight WrestleManias? He's been, in the, what, the main event probably in six straight WrestleManias? It, All right, it, Joe, Joe, your rebuttal to that?
1: I, I, I agree with the sense. I think it's, it's good that we're getting a break from him right now. It's just unfortunate that it had to come at this time because I would argue that um, – the match with The Undertaker, regardless if the streak had already been broken or not, was still a money match. A lot of people wanted to see it. The dynamic would have been good. And Cena's a very talented performer. You know, a lot of people... He pulls you know, it off. He
2: pulls it off. He, 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 no, he,
1: absolutely. I mean, I respect, I respect everything that Cena does. My only problem is that he's been pushed as the top guy, number one babyface for so long. Sometimes you do have to change it up. But in regards to his accomplishments, what he's done for the business, I totally respect him. I think he's a great person. He stayed um, He stayed when, like, when Austin got hurt. He stayed when A- Rock left for Hollywood. You know, he's arguably been the, the, the only number one guy who's actually been loyal to Vince for his entire life. So, no. um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to hop off. Thanks for having all me, right. Nick. Thanks, Frank. So, uh, appreciate it, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to call in next week. Sounds okay. right. So,
0: Frank, Frank and Joe, I want to thank you for your time. And, uh, as always, you can check out uh, you know Frank and Joe stuff on our website. Frank, why don't you want to let the fans out there know? Uh, just what you what are what you be contributing to the site going forward?
2: Oh, I'll, I'll put up a couple of videos here and there. Right now, right now I'm busy with school, but I'll I'll, okay. I'll, put, I'll put up a video Saturday or what's Roblox, Sunday.
0: Anyways, Roblox right, Saturday, Roblox. Yeah, I'll put up a
2: video for that after, either before right. or.
0: After. And uh, obviously, the whole works WrestleMania. Frank will be breaking down things going WrestleMania wise, and obviously. Uh, his primary season into the election. Frank's big on politics. I'll so be posting stuff about that as well. Frank, thanks for calling. Okay. All right. Uh, now we're back. Me and Brocko. Uh, Brocko, what did you think of that exchange between those two guys? Pretty interesting. Not bad. So, something we didn't get Seems to talk to know to a lot about that WWE. Yeah. Something we didn't get to talk to with them is uh, Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac is back. Uh, it's been a few weeks now It's going to be awesome I, I I would say that's the match I'm looking forward to most Shane McMahon vs Undertaker and Al How about you? Me too, uh, definitely Out of all of them, 100% <laughs> Now what was what was your reaction When you heard, here comes the money And then Shane came out and did the Well I wasn't actually show. I was recording it I wasn't watching it at the time uh, You texted me And you said, Shane O'Mac is back And I said, no. And I went upstairs, and I rewound it, and I was like, wow, he's actually back. Never thought I'd actually see it. I I thought he would stay out, um, to be quite honest with you. I didn't know that they had this in the works. Um, (laughs) Now, do you think... There it is. Do you think um, this was, uh, like, desperation? Or, like, I mean... Because this obviously this came out of nowhere. I mean, I know WrestleMania is coming up, but do you think this was desperation for them? Like, we need to shake things up. Like, they needed a big match uh, It sell. You know, people will you know want to be really interested in the pay per view. It's just Shane McMahon has been gone for all this time. Uh, I don't want people getting confused, thinking Shane's back big control at all. Shane's back just for the match. Uh, he 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 wants- a big thing with him is he wants his children, his three young sons, to see him wrestle. They've never seen him wrestle. Uh, so are you and, implying he's going to lose? Yes, absolutely. Uh, like 100% when I doubt. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be rooting for him hard. Hopefully he climbs up to the big Titan Tron television above, in the, above the stadium at Dallas, jumps off it onto the cell, onto Undertaker, through the cell, onto the mat. I mean, that'd be the, the most crazy spot ever. So Shane on that like. Uh, but I don't I don't see how he's gonna win. unless he's gonna win, and then they'll have a rematch on uh, Extreme Rules or Payback or something that he loses. But I, I, don't, I don't think he's gonna win because he's only here just for the match. He's not backing creative or anything, or the front office position. How
2: do you, what do you what think? Is,
0: he's what if win? there's some sort of if there's some sort of way like it ends in like a no contest or some crazy sort of ending? And you know, like I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm just hoping for too much here. I. I don't know. I mean, hopefully the Mean Street is involved. Uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. They'll probably be involved, like, at the beginning or, like, in the middle of the match. They probably won't hinder the outcome, but... Yeah, well, nonetheless, we got, uh, you know, April 3rd, is a, a big day. Uh, we got WrestleMania and, of course, New York Mets opening night Sunday Night Baseball against the Kansas City Royals. I wasn't aware. Uh, um... There's a couple of games that day. It's not just it's not just the match. Or I think it's just the match. at that match. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. But uh, you know, uh, wrestling big around this time. N. S. F. she's going up And then this past week, there was a you know
2: huge
0: UFC event where Conor River lost to Nick Diaz, and I Home lost need to high home costs herself around $5 million by not waiting to fight Ronda Rousey. And for that, now we bring out our Army expert, Brad Ballin-Poppy. Brad, what's going on? Thanks for having me, Dearest. All right, Rattlespeak, let's get right into it. You don't see 196 fallout. Where, where do these fighters go next? What does Dana White do? Well, for Nate Diaz, uh, it looks like he may be fighting George St. Pierre. Um, he wants to, He wants that fight. Uh, well, actually, no, rather, let me switch that back. He wants to fight Robbie Lawler, the welterweight champion. Had wanted to fight George St. Pierre in the past, but focusing on them now. He wants to fight Robbie Lawler, the 170-pound champion, uh, fresh off the victory over Conor McGregor. That's where he will likely land, kind of in the running for a title fight. Uh, obviously, he's forced uh, the UFC's hand in Dana White's. So the feeling is that he will fight uh, Robbie Lawler uh, for, the, for the title, possibly at, at UFC 200. And then, especially and, George St. Pierre, uh, rumor has that he was sitting uh, you know, ringside because after McGregor was supposed to win, he was going to call. Come out what do you know about that well there's a lot of skeptics uh there's a lot of rumors going around but george saint pierre he's been on and off again in terms of wanting to come back to the ufc there's also some roadblocks as his coach as his manager has said he's an under armor athlete as many know there's a reebok sponsorship deal in place with the ufc all athletes have to be outfitted in Reebok gear during fight week for a promotion for press conferences and obviously in the cage he's an Under Armour athlete so that kind of throws a wrench into that but he wants to possibly fight Lawler there's people that are calling him out Diaz has called him out in the past uh there's also Donald Cerrone uh fan favorite very uh action, very uh, fast-paced fighter. So, there's a lot going on. There's nothing set in stone. Obviously, him fighting on the UFC 200 card an anniversary like that would be a big deal. He fought at UFC 100, defended his title there. So, you know, he's always in shape. He's, you know, a very fit guy, but uh, there's nothing set in stone in terms of plans for him just yet. Alright, what be the plans going forward? Uh, Well, we know, actually, Dana White said Misha Tate's facing Ronda Rousey next. Uh, so what, what's the plan for Holly Holm? Is she ever going to get a, a rematch of any sort? Well, she, she uploaded an image on Instagram of her, you know, uh, obviously her demise being choked up by Misha Tate at UFC 196. And she wants to get right back in there. Uh, you know, the caption was very clear. Uh, she's very angry, you know, messed up, and uh, you know, would like some, some retribution. She wants to retaliate, uh, wants to book you know, a rematch for UFC 200. That in all likelihood will not happen because I don't see more than two title sites taking place on one pay-per-view. It's never been done before, but you, know, you never know. And uh, UFC 200 is quite a big deal. I still don't think that will happen. I think that uh, cooler heads will prevail. Uh, Unfortunately for Holly Holm, she probably won't be fighting for several months, possibly even towards the winter. Maybe they have her fight. A girl that won on the same card, Amanda Nunes, uh, just beat a woman by the name of, I believe it was Valentina Shevchenko. So she's in the running. Then there's also Kat Zingano, who previously fought uh, Ronda Rousey and lost in record time in 14 seconds in February 2015. So there are pieces in place. She could fight a couple of former uh, former title challenger and an up-and-coming contender, but she will be out for several months. Seems like Dana White will probably uh, lick his wounds and realize now that he must wait to, pick a, to book a big fight, and it will be Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate in a trilogy fight, perhaps at UFC 200. Don't know what Ronda Rousey's schedule is. She texted Dana White apparently that night and said, I have a lot of work to do. I have to get back at it. So maybe that means she cuts her Hollywood endeavors short, stops filming movies, and gets back into the octagon uh, in July when UFC 200 takes place. All right, another big fighter that's making his return to the ring is John Jones. What can you tell us about his fight? Well, he's fighting Daniel Cormier in a rematch for the title, obviously. It was well known that John Jones was stripped of his light heavyweight belt in, I believe it was, April last year. So he's been in the news, obviously, for his legal problems. He was involved in a hit-and-run accident in Albuquerque, New Mexico, obviously after the Daniel Cormier fight found out that he failed his drug test. For, uh cocaine so he's back in the clear uh there's no uh you know pending uh, legal issues with him so he's been training he's been getting very big almost like a heavyweight he's packed on some muscle staying in shape as he normally would fighting daniel cormier who is arguably his uh his biggest rival maybe not his biggest challenge but his biggest rival john jones's you know resume uh you know, if you go down the line, it's tremendous. But when you think about Daniel Cormier, you obviously think of the brawl. You think of the brawl uh, before the, the, the fight that was supposed to take place last year. Um, it was a big brawl at the press conference. So they are very bitter enemies. We just saw them at their uh, at the UFC's um, unstoppable press conference, seasonal press conference to promote the, uh, the next fights in the spring and the summertime. So they still have no love lost. They are going at, they're going at it. They're chomping at the bit, and they can't wait to get back into the octagon. It will take place uh, April 23rd from the MGM Grand Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, at UFC 197. So that's in about a, a month and a few weeks. And uh, what we ever see, you know, we're talking about people calling back returns here. I, know he, I think I'm suspended, but is Charles Starnan, like, officially retired now? What's up with him? Well, there's always been rumors swirling as far as him coming back. I, I don't know if he has... He probably has a, a contract, though. I'm not sure what goes on with that specifically when a fighter retires, but he's currently a commentator for World Series of Fighting now, also does a podcast called You're Welcome. So, you know, his manager is you know, opened up the window for a potential return, uh, you know, perhaps saying, you know, for the right fight, obviously, you know, against a uh, highly touted fighter. But, again, Chelsan, I believe he's probably 38 now. I don't have his exact age in front of me, but I know he's in his early yeah, 30s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a really great commentator with, uh, with ESPN. Um, he's also with ESPN, yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think I think he actually I thought I saw he's fighting this month for some other promotion. Is that possible? Uh, so like I think it's called the uh, the UR fight or something. I don't, uh, I think I saw Jim Ross is doing from WWE is doing the commentary. I don't know if you've heard about that or not. And he's taking on uh, Michael Bisping. Any Any hear about that at all or not? Okay, no, I'm actually pulling that up right now though the UR fight. So this looks like a grappling match. So it's not but That makes much more sense. Yeah, I believe it's yes, not an MMA fight. So it looks like they're going to be facing off in a grappling match. Well, who knew? You know, he was rumored to be competing in this grappling organization called Metamoris um, a few months back. They didn't come to fruition. Chael Sonnen, uh, I believe he was, uh, he was a collegiate wrestler, but I know he might have been an Olympic alternate as well. So his grappling game is high level. We saw it in the UFC multiple times against Anderson Silva and against other opponents. Well, so I know Chael Sonnen, he was actually, in 2014, he was suspended for two years. Uh, yeah. for, from something less biggest. So, you know, that should probably be ending at some point this year. So who knows if he's trying to maybe gear up to get shape to do another big fight, make some money. I, he's, he's really a, a big-time personality with UFC. He's a very smart guy, you know. As much as he's kind of tripped up when, when it comes to, obviously, testing positive for uh, performance-enhancing drugs, very intelligent fighter. That's why you see him on ESPN commentating. You see him scoring a, a commentating job with another organization like World Series Fighting. You know he's a he's a smart mind. He he fights that way. Uh, he fights his strong suits, which is wrestling. So I think that you know, in combined with you know his antics, just his uh, his mental prowess, how he gets fighters off their game, uh, it would be wonderful to see him in any sort of competition, not just mixed martial arts, because, you know, uh, frankly, he was one of the, you know, he was one of, I don't want to call him a pioneer, but, but, you know, a few years ago, he was kind of the it guy in terms of speaking on the mic. He was like, you know, the the professional wrestling personality of the UFC. You know, right. we never... I, thought, I always thought he was going to go into uh, into WWE or something like that. I remember yeah. it if he wanted to, but... They you just weren't interested yeah. in him. Yeah, you know uh, him and Yep. Go ahead, yeah. Him and uh and, and another fighter by the name of v- Vandale Silva, uh from Pride Days, uh also a UFC fighter, both were possibly going to UFC. Uh, rather WWE. I know that they uh they were also in talks and uh so you, you know, who knows, maybe it could happen. I think it would be uh he's got the body type for he's a big athlete. So, um, who knows? It could happen. Brad, um, quick question. Any news on when CM Punk is going to fight? <laughs> sure. So, I, that's that's obviously the big question. He was signed by the UFC uh, over 12 months ago. So, when did this guy get debut? Okay. So, he's had a litany of injuries. Uh, I don't know. I don't recall the first one, but he just had surgery, I believe, on his back. Now there's rumors saying that he's probably going to fight this summer, on possibly on the UFC 200 card in July. So, you know, he's been training. He's he's at a high-level gym, a well-known gym in mixed martial arts called Rufus Sport in Milwaukee. Former uh, lightweight champion Anthony Pettis trains there. Uh, another guy by the name of Ben Askren, very talented fighter, fights uh, out in Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia organization. So he's... uh. I think that he's going to be fighting, you know, who knows? I, it could be this summer. Um, maybe they're keeping it a secret. Uh, not that I would think it would sell pay-per-views. Obviously, he hasn't even fought yet. I would I would say probably fall the earliest. I don't want to hold my breath on, on CM Punk. Um, All right. Like, well, CM Punk heard is going to get that kick when he, when, he, when he finally gets in the ring probably. I heard they picked out an opponent for him. Um, I don't know. I, f- I forgot his name. No one of have... Nikki Gall is his name. Is that his name, yeah, that guy. He called him out or something or something. Yeah, talking. he he was spotted on Dana White has this new YouTube reality show called Looking for a Fight. So he basically just tours the country with his cronies and his partners, just scouting different talent. You know, doing stupid crap. And uh, he found this guy Mickey Gall from a New Jersey-based uh, MMA uh, like regional small-time organization. So he calls him out. He gets his you know 15 seconds of fame. Then he's in the UFC. He won his first UFC fight. It was I believe earlier in February. Just dropped and then submitted this guy, choked him out in, in impressive fashion. I, I believe it was probably just a minute into the fight. So CM Punk, although he's fighting a guy who's just I believe now he's either one or two and O professionally. He's not, not that experienced. So you think that CM Punk, uh, this is a good opportunity for him to, to test himself against uh, a, a guy with relatively little experience. I think that CM Punk, because he's been a fan of not just a fan, but he's also trained in mixed martial arts, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, with some of the Gracies. Uh, so, he has he has knowledge of of how to compete, how to defend himself. He obviously, they would love to you know during WWE broadcasts make it known that he was a Muay Thai fighter, likes to use those knees and elbows. He knows what he's doing. The thing is, will it translate you know into the UFC into the UFC Octagon? I don't know. I personally give him a good chance of winning. And if he even finishes the guy, I think then he'll turn some heads. I I don't know if he wins his first fight. I, I Well, one thing to uh it. you know, Mickey Gall is obviously a smart guy and because he realizes the same thing Dana White realizes. Even if CM Punk's terrible, his first match is going to make a lot of money. People are going to want to tune in and say, you know, is this guy going to defeat for real at this 38 years old, or is he you know, going to get his ass kicked like many people believe? Uh, but, Brad, I want to thank you for calling in once again. And as usual, you can check out Brad's work on UFC and basketball on our website, nicknacknews.wordpress.com. Thanks, Brad. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, Brocco, uh what do you think of uh, hey, Brad? He really knows his stuff, huh? Yeah, uh, knows a lot about UFC, a lot more than I do.
2: My
0: yeah, I uh, so, uh, so just uh, want to jump back real quickly here towards, well, we got the chance, and this is going to be the last segment of the show tonight, uh, as far as, back to WWE, uh, as far as all these people coming up from NXT, uh, you know, such as uh, Adam Rose or uh, Bo Dallas, you know, you, you know, all these guys, like Tyler Breeze. Why is it that you feel that you think that they're really not translating over to the main roster? For my my personal reason, I think it's that, you know, NXT is in front of Full State University, you got five hundred people in the audience, they're sitting there for four hours straight watching three shows being taped, and they probably go each month for free, and then you know, the main roster, you're in a reason thirteen to sixteen thousand people who are paying and it's in a different town each week. What do you think about that? Um I mean I don't know what to say. How's I, I don't know. I heard McMahon actually made a comment about it. Um I I think like how right. they... apparently uh so McMahon said that uh he's not really a big fan of the NXT brands. Uh he, he perceives NXT as a foreign product and nothing more and he feels that most of the NXT rosters the next roster can draw money for the company because you only see that with stars. Now, I actually kind of agree with how most of these guys, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are very talented in the ring, good athletes and stuff, but, you know, that's kind of where it, it ends. Uh, well, to be a main star in every degree, you need to, like, you know, it's maybe not fair, but you need to, like, have the look. you got to be big. You need to be in shape, and you have to be good in the mic. That's why, like, we talked about him a little bit earlier in the show. Finn Balor, I don't think he's going to be anything major in WWE because he's, you know, his English isn't... He speaks good English, fine, but it's hard for you to understand him. Um, I don't know. I always found it kind of cool. It seems like, a, like sort of a WWE minor league system. Um, to me, it seems more uh, legit than FCW. I feel like nobody took it seriously. Uh, what was the other one? Was it OVW? Was that another? Yeah. Ohio Valley Wrestling, yep. yeah. Ohio Valley. Yeah, I just feel like nobody took those products seriously. Also, there wasn't really any access to their shows. Not that I was aware of. Maybe on local television, but not. Yeah, it's just like Ohio, yeah. Yeah, like I know when they had FCW, like you could watch it in Florida, but like nobody from here watched it. Um, NXT, I mean, I, I mean, it's easier with the network. You could go on the network and watch it for just nine ninety nine. And it's just like I don't know. I, I think it's high talent. The wrestling is very entertaining. Um, the wrestling product to me at times I feel like it's taking more seriously, way more seriously than the one on the actual on Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-views. Um, maybe it's because these guys are trying to prove a point. Uh, you know, like you know they're they're trying to make it up to the main roster. Get a, uh, get a better gig. Um, but like you said, I mean, they're not as well polished. The mic skills come into the equation and all that, you know, and there's no there's no like, with the exception, maybe one or two, there's no true storylines going on down there. I mean, right. York, but, I mean the, the thing, the thing, thing is, is, that people are like, oh, I to see so much better than everybody. But it's easy to write because it's, it's, a, it's like a 45-minute show and no commercials and they're all taped like you know, three or four shows are taped in one day. Like it's, so, it's like there's no, there's no commercials, and you don't have to worry about advertisers or plugging anything. And it's because on the network, so obviously it's going to be more wrestling because it's easier to write. So I don't, I do understand people say, oh, you know, this guy, he's a jobber like Neville because he's not, because he didn't, he was champion in NXT, but he's not champion in WWE. Well, why do you think? People think everybody that comes up is supposed to be, like, in the main event automatically. You know, you got to give these things, these, you got to give it time. People want Finn Balor debuting at WrestleMania. They want him to verse the Undertaker. That would have been so dumb. No, nope. half people in the audience would have been like, who is this guy making his debut at WrestleMania? Why don't they just do what they did with, like, I don't know, Page and whoever else they did it with, make him debut, like, the, the night after? And, you know, make there's no no problem with that. But, like, you know, nobody's going to be taken from NXT winning the WWE title in their first, you know, match or months or, you know, it's just not realistic to happen to have somebody in the main event right away. People, you know, the people in the locker room. Know, think about the guys like the social outcast and Zach Ryder. Could you like? I feel they, like, they, it's like a they just want order. to get on TV. Could you imagine how mad they would be if a guy came up from NXT and was in a main event right away? That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's somewhat of a pecking order. I I don't I don't see how someone could just come up and just you know break onto the scene like that. When maybe in NXT they could do that, but they can't do that in the WWE. It's not. Yeah,
2: they're gonna get.
0: Nuclear heat in the locker room, <laughs> cause you, like, cause yeah. like you're gonna go, you're gonna go back in the locker room and sit next to a guy who can't even get on TV, and you're gonna say, like, uh, you know, you're gonna sit next
2: to him, <laughs>
0: and you're on TV right away. Just, just there's gotta be a cutting order. You gotta respect it better, and especially when it comes to WrestleMania, who gets on the card and who does it. Uh, but let's finish off with of this. I mentioned Zack Ryder. How do you feel about Zack Ryder dating Emma? I didn't even know That's a thing. Didn't even know. Yeah, so they're going out uh, That's pretty sense, cool. I guess because uh, you know, they both are, they doing superstars who are like in NXT, so they have similar schedules, uh, but the reason I bring this up is, you know, going back last year, the week of WrestleMania, the Raw in LA, before WrestleMania, Zack Ryder was talking to my sister, my oldest sister backstage at Raw, and then he was talking to her like the whole week on Twitter, so Oh, yeah, for my sister to Emma. I, I just did you know, the small world. Crazy stuff. Uh, but, Brock, I want to thank you for co-hosting tonight. To recap, we talked about the NFL going nuts. these terrible contracts. Uh, we talked about WWE. We had Frank and Joe on. And then we talked about UFC with Brad. Uh, so real quick before we go, Brock, I'll give us your Jets prediction record-wise for the next season. Uh, the next season? Yep. Uh high hopes. Um, if they get the quarterback that they need, which is probably Fitzpatrick, um I'm gonna say eleven and five. Um I have faith in them and uh, you know, they're doing uh, uh, the GM is doing great jobs for the past two years. And um the Gi- do, you, do you have a giants prediction or I just. To tell, but I would say somewhere maybe around eight, eight, nine, seven. Uh, probably like what they'd you be around. That, up to, you do know, you think they they compete for that division, though, correct? Yeah, definitely. But yeah. they're not going to be winning like 11, 12 games. It's just not, probably not going to happen. Uh, but yeah. there you have it. You got Andrew, the eternal optimist when it comes to his jets. Uh we want to thank everyone who's listening to episode four of tonight's show. And before we go, just wanted
2: to say
0: it. All right Thanks for listening everybody That's episode 4 of Knack News Radio We'll be back next week With episode 5 Have a good night everybody